Welcome to Honey, I'm Home, a podcast about gender dynamics in film. I'm B, and with me here is Jay. Hello. Today we will be talking about a classic, uh, The Wedding Singer. So I feel like most people should have seen it by now. Came out in 1998, so... Go do it. It's a great movie. It is a great film. It's it's ranked as one of... It's got Adam Sandler in it and it's ranked as one of his best comedies. For those that don't like Adam Sandler, I know he might be everyone's cup of tea. It's not like one of his, like, weird, silly, you know, um, water boy and... So weird, not like that. It's a he, he actually acts in this one. So yeah, so the wedding singer. It has Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler in it. I think they have done a f- couple of films at least like this together. They do have a good chemistry. Randomly, I watched a little snippet of something about like Drew Barrymore. She had obviously a very um, crazy upbringing, a crazy childhood. Had- drug addiction and alcohol problems at an extremely young age and had very unstable parent like had very unstable parents and I think she spent most of her life trying to find this family life that she didn't have herself and although she never made that with Adam Sandler she is sort of like a a honorary member of Adam Sandler's family she's extremely close to his wife and all of that they have a very special friendship so there's definitely a friendship and chemistry there 51st dates is another one they did together and I adore that movie yeah me too it's really really sweet so um the wedding singer is actually one of my favorite movies like yeah I would say so it's it's I, it doesn't yeah. age. you can watch it a million times and just yeah yeah it's always good I think it's a good representation of a different time. So the 80s, it's set in the 80s and it's just got good music and it has a sweetness and an an innocent sort of vibe about it. So what is the film about? Well, for me, it's very nostalgic. I mean, I was not really old enough in the 80s to experience all the things that these people are experiencing as far as like culture goes. But I was... I grew up sort of knowing about it. So I love the music. Um, yes. I love the costume and the clothes and the glitz and all that sort of stuff. I love all that sort of stuff. But the, So for me, primarily, it's like this really um, sort of cosy, nostalgic movie. Um, it is because I was, I'm like late 80s myself. <laughs> so I never lived through the 80s, but I really do consider myself an 80s, 80s yeah. child. Like, yep. I guess because I had young parents and I grew up like knowing the music and hearing the music that they listen to and then seeing all the pictures. So I feel connected to the 80s, even yeah. though I only Me too. was a child, like a, an infant through I mean, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the movie is about Robbie, who is a wedding singer, and he, he loves love. He loves, to, he loves the idea of love. He loves the idea of being married and having a family, and it seems to be pretty much all he wants in life. He has a fiance whom he is very excited about marrying, but she dumps him right before the wedding. And then I guess the movie is just about him going through 
processing that breakup and what that means for his life because now you know he's got to start again but in the meantime he meets Julia who is our absolutely lovely Drew Barrymore and they find a really nice connection and I guess he's got to in in falling in love with Julia he also starts to sort of re-examine himself and what about himself why he is the way he is why he is so obsessed with being married and being in love and that sort of thing but also finding that genuineness in, in himself as well because the things that his fiance didn't like about him are actually the things that kind of make him who he is so it's almost like a growing up um, movie for him as well I think but yeah it's a it's a romance it's a love story and it's just like a perfectly wrapped up with a bow love story with some absolutely hilarious stuff in it yeah and for a change we accept this happy ending we do. It's a great happy ending. We're very happy it about it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. are. We are. So we have Adam Sandler who plays Robbie Hart. We have Drew Barrymore who plays Julia Sullivan. Um, we have Julia's sister, Holly, uh, played by Christine Taylor. Um, for those that don't, aren't familiar with Christine Taylor, she's Marsha Brady. <laughs> yeah, she was In- married to... Um- Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. She is in Zoolander with Ben Stiller as yes. well. Yes, she's yeah. great. And then we have, there's Robbie, Robbie's best friend, Sammy, played by Alan Covert. Wonderful his, character. Yeah, we love his character. And he goes through a whole bunch of personal development too. Does, yes. Love it. Then there's Linda, <laughs> Angela, played by Angela Featherstone, who is Robbie's very quickly ex-fiance because the dumping happens right at the beginning of the movie. Um, and then we've got the not-so-great Glenn Goulia, mm-hmm. played by Matthew Glaive, which is uh, Julia Drew's fiancé. Mm-hmm. We don't like him. Special mention to Alexis Ar- Arquette. George, Alexis is no longer, He's with, no longer with us. Yep. No, but a great character. Do yep. love George. He's the keyboardist in and singer of one song, singer of one, of one song, song in um in Robbie's wedding band. So basically, the movie starts with the wedding. So Robbie is getting married. He's really really excited at the wedding at the altar, waiting, waiting, waiting. His sister walks up and is basically like, she's not coming, and his whole world crumbles. It sort of just ends with him smashing a mirror and everyone like oh no this is just devastating because they all know how much he loves her they were sort of like childhood sweethearts they dated in high school and everything and then they want and he wants to get married and have a family and do all these do all that stuff that usually the the females want to do more so than than the males but Robbie's character um is the I guess the female in this situation so the next scene um we have Linda coming um over to tell him why and basically she sort of like she just rips into him really Mm. like and like, I have respect for her in the sense that she's like, you're, you're a wedding singer. Not that I have anything against Robbie's character being a wedding singer, but she, she wanted more and she doesn't feel that he can give her that. So, you know, that's great. That's fine. Maybe don't you really fault her for that. Like, no, it should be the prerogative of everyone to reevaluate their lives and go, right, this isn't working yeah. for me. But she perhaps should not have done it right before. No, she did definitely didn't do it the right way. I also have to, on a side note, mention that Robbie lives in his basement 
at his sister and brother-in-law's house. Mm -hmm. So he's not making an extremely large amount of money. Again, no problems with that. But he also does want this life where, you know, he wants the wedding, he wants the family, he wants to live with her, build this life with her. But as she says, how are we going to do that? Like you live in your sister's basement. What are we going to do? Like raise a family down there? And I, I respect that. I get that. But she's still a bitch for the way she did it. Yeah. But also she's living in in her own way she's living in her own little fantasy world as well because she's holding on to the Robbie Hart lead singer of I can't remember what the name of his band is but before he was a wedding singer he obviously had a band and you know I'm I'm picking the music to be typical 80s because she makes a comment about you know you're on stage with the microphone, like David Lee Roth. Yeah, it would have been um, like hair, hair, hair band music stuff. Oh, yeah. And she's got like big, massive yeah. hair, like classic yeah. 80s, big hair. Um, so she's also in a way living in her own little fantasy too and was with him because she thought he was, not necessarily that she was with him because she thought he was going to be a big rock star, but she liked the idea of that. Yeah, I think that their their relationship is important because I think it's probably representative of, of so many relationships where you meet someone when you're both very young and mm-hmm. you grow up together, basically. And, you know, either you grow together or you grow apart, really. And this is sort of representative of that growing apart. So they've yeah. been together forever, which is probably why they got engaged in the first place. Uh, you know, because that's just the next thing that you do. But then someone's had a realisation that actually we're not the same people that we used to be and we actually don't really serve each other the same way that we used to do. So like I said, like it's totally reasonable that she'd bowed out of the situation. Mm. Probably if they had have got married, they would have ended up in a really, really miserable situation and it probably wouldn't have lasted very long. And I think a lot no. of people do do that. They want to hold on to what's comfortable and what's stable and what has always been in their life. So they do marry that person even though they've changed and it just doesn't really end well a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think that that in that relationship in this movie is really, really important, even though it's kind of like a side note relationship. Uh, it's probably like one of the most accurate relationships that's been depicted in a movie that we've talked about so far, I think. Definitely. I think there's this um, when you've been with someone for such a long time and you are together from a young age, I speak from experience, there's this, yeah, you have this plan out in your head and it sometimes it's not going to work and you either just stay because you're comfortable slash fearful, scared of the unknown because that's all you've known for such a long time. Um, And also you have this plan, like, again, back to this plan, this idea in your head. And no matter what that person does, for many, you're like, no, this is my person and this is what we're going to do. And you have this whole idea in your head of the life that you're going to create together, even if that person is no longer actually suitable for that life. Like it's, it's, it's this, you know, you love the idea of what that person could be to you, not what they've actually become to you. And it's actually quite scary. So I do give Linda credit for that because that's a big step to take. (laughs) Although she does try and sort of double back and, and when she realizes that the grass is not greener, she tries to get back with Robbie, but he's too far gone for that. (laughs) Yeah. That's quite late in the film, but there's definitely like, a um grass isn't so green and 
we've all sort of most of us have been there at some point mm-hmm. and not gonna lie it's a little bit like <laughs> well screw you <laughs> uh, I knew the grass wasn't greener but and then sometimes if you're lucky enough the person that gets dumped and gets their heart broken is actually like well for me the grass has is greener yeah exactly yeah which is a nice a nice little thing and I definitely think that does happen for Robbie as well which is good for him there's um his sister um who I think is also quite an an important part of this film not a huge role in it but still important Kate because so Robbie's parents Robbie and Kate's parents die when they are very young so I feel like Kate plays this mother role to him hence the living in the basement and everything like that and she talks a bit about how you know he's always wanted to get married why is he so obsessed with marriage and when did it start and it it turns out that it actually starts around like not long after his parents die so he's trying to replicate what he's lost in his life as well Mm. um which I think is an important thing to know to to see lots of people do that trying to you know make what they didn't have or make what they lost so that's another sort of aspect of Robbie's you know personality and and what he's searching for in life is he's had this significant trauma as something I think he was like maybe nine or ten years old he loses his parents and then he's just sort of searching for that family that he doesn't have yep so in comes Julia who is like this sweet how would you how would you explain her character she's absolutely gorgeous she's sweet as pie she doesn't have a mean bone in her body no um she too uh well she's in a slightly different situation so she too wants to get married and do all that sort of stuff but she's with a guy who that's not really his priority and I think that this is also a, a, one of those relationships where we've grown apart because he does mention that they've been together a long time because he does say, oh, she was with me before I made my money. So, you know, there's that. But this guy is a dickhead. <laughs> like, he yeah. is, like they put together all the things that a dickhead would do and made this guy do it. He is horrible. So, but she's still holding out. She wants to get married. She wants his commitment. She wants to be loved truly by him. But... Yeah he's not really committing to anything. So to give you an idea of what he is like, Len Gulia, we also got to make comment of the fact that she is... Julia. Yeah, she is Julia Sullivan, soon to be Julia Gulia. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just alarm bells right there. But to give you an idea of Glenn's character, he is token 80s. He is... Miami Vice. Yes, he dresses like Miami Vice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he literally wears those suits, the big suits with, and they're like the real colourful ones with the polo shirts underneath with the sleeves of the suit rolled up. So he is like classic Miami Vice. He's got the, the fancy car. He buys her a CD player and she's like, oh, I'll go get a record. He's like, no, it plays CDs. <laughs> like he's the epitome of the epitome. The epitome. Epitome. <laughs> That's a new word. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Spell it. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. That is how it's spelled. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Why did I say that? <laughs> he, is the epit- he is the epitome of, like, rich Wall Street sort of 
guy, which I think he actually does work in in Wall Street. Yeah, probably something like that. Really yeah, cool, yeah. Uh, bonds and stocks. So stocks yes, he does. Bonds. He does. Very vague. Um, Very vague. Sto- stocks and bonds. Yeah. So he's this like rich guy, and she's like this sweet little small town sort of girl. So it doesn't yeah. really make sense. Yeah. Anyway, once he was as well, like potentially they have known each other a long time and he was a lot different when they first met. But yeah, yeah, she, she, yeah, just wants wants his commitment. And he's he does come to the party eventually and does sort of say, let's get married. But it's like he's so disinterested, like he just doesn't want anything to do with the planning, which okay could be just 80s man. I mean, that's that's, you know, something as well. His idea of the wedding is getting on a plane and going to Las Vegas, which is not what she wants to do. No, that's it. And he really only decides to go ahead with the wedding just to sort of shut her up, keep her happy. And like he says, you know, oh, well, I can trust her. I know that she's not here with me for my money. But he's got zero intention of stopping sleeping with all of the women and cheating on her and all of that. He kind of wants his cake and eat it too, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And he admits this to to Robbie. So Robbie's already, like, starting to develop feelings for her and she's, like, developed a friendship for him without before she realises she's got feelings for him. Mm. So they, like, go out on this night out and they've tried to set up Robbie with Julia's sister. No, it's um, her friend. Holly's her friend. No, Holly's her sister. It's her friend. Never says cousin. cousin. Sorry, cousin. Really? Yeah. I don't ever remember them saying that. <laughs> Christine Taylor, Holly Sullivan, Julia's cousin. Oh, there you go. All right, we yeah. were both wrong. Yeah. Anyway, she's like a sister. Yeah. Yeah, they're close. They're, they're, they're very, close. very close. So they're cousins and they're very close. And they're, um, so she tries to set Robbie up with Holly. But by this point, Robbie's already got feelings for Julia. Mm-hmm. And that's when, like, the whole, you really see the that side of Glenn where he's all like, he, you know. He's like, I, I, have work, been- I work in the city and I work nights, so she'll never know. Yeah. Um, because Glenn sort of thinks that Robbie's just another male and every male is like him. So yeah, exactly. he can trust Robbie and say all this stuff, even though that makes, like, Robbie just, like, he, someone like him can't even process that. Like, how could you do that to someone you love and you're going to marry? That's the most disgusting thing ever. Ever. They're totally opposites, those two guys. They really, really are. Yeah. And then Holly sort of um, puts her foot in it and sort of messes with Robbie's mind a bit more by saying, well, you know, because she, she picks up on the, that's right, she tries to kiss, she tries to kiss him and, and all of that um, and because she, she wants to take him home. And now Holly's character, we've sort of got to mention that she's um she's sort of po- portrayed as the, the slutty one. Yes. Yep. The one who gets around. So There's no shame in that. She's not shamed by that. No. She's happy to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I love this movie, like I have to give, you know, and because I love the whole 80s thing, I've got to give a little bit of like a description of what their characters are like. She's Madonna. Yeah. She's like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Early she's Madonna. got like the fishnets, like the, the <laughs> tutu thing going on, the high crimped hair, all the like rubber bat bracelet things and yeah. stuff like that. Like think classic, what's that movie? Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, yeah, that era and the holiday era sort of. Holiday. (laughs) So she's got that sort of vibe going on. Yeah, so she is sort of like the slutty one. So she tries to take Robbie home and Robbie, like, they do kiss, but she's sort of like, she can she's picking up on the vibe that he's just not interested Mm. and then very quickly picks up on the vibe that he's 
into Julia. And that's when she's like, well, you know why Julia's with him. Money, security, like all of that stuff, which actually is not true at all. That's not. I wonder how she gets that. I wonder how she forms that opinion because it's clear that Julia isn't that person and and she knows her well. So it's it's interesting that she went there with her thoughts. Yeah. 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 Julia never once really mentions that she's in the relationship and wants to marry him because of the fact that he has money. She never yeah. once even hints at that. So she's not that person either. No, no, she's not that type of person. And I think I think that's just a rep that's maybe a bit of what Holly thinks, like what Holly would be looking for in someone. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Or this idea that. I guess, like, women need to have a man that can care for them. Or maybe it's just, like, an assumption because Glenn's such a dickhead that she's True. like, why else would she be with him? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. And, like, even Julia's mother does that when she sort of says that she's got feelings for someone else and she doesn't know if she wants to marry Glenn anymore. And she's like, you want to leave Glenn? Yeah. the wedding singer like exactly it's like I can't understand why you'd leave behind money for no money yeah, yeah it's that whole a- divide of like class yeah. divide it's like it is if you choose someone poor if there's someone rich even if that rich person is a total pig and cheats yeah. on you continuously yeah, that's it and is away all the time and money comes first like I just I could never it's sad that there there's that mentality out there and this is like, like you know, this movie set in the eighties, but there's still definitely that mentality out there. Like, there still is that classist sort of. It's interesting when you when you actually think about it. Like, oh, your partner yeah. does what? Yeah, oh, you only that. make you. <laughs> he is a garbage truck driver. You know, you have to have like a certain sort of title, I guess. Unfortunately, it still exists. It does, yeah. Which I just find so strange. You yeah. only make this much a year. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I've never been one, me personally, never been one to make decisions on jobs based on income. Obviously that plays a role, but it also comes down to what's going to make me happy. Yes. Well, you and I come from an industry originally uh, where it's notoriously low paid. So yes. (laughs) (laughs) We do not do our job because we we want to make money. We do it because we enjoy it and we get yeah um yeah I don't know I've just and I've never been that way and I never would be that way so it it's this weird foreign concept to me so about Sammy and the relationship of Robbie and Sammy because I adore Sammy my favorite character in this movie and I really love the fact that he he's trying to put it out there that he's a bit more of a manly man and you know he just likes to chase tail and he doesn't want to settle down and that sort of thing but we do Open we, up. He opens up later in the movie. Yeah. And he does say, look, I really just want someone to, you know, to hold me and tell me everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, which I think back then, especially the 80s was sort of the time of the macho man and mm. the whole men don't cry. They don't access their feelings sort of thing. So I think there really was a lot of men back then that were just like, wow, I just really wish I could feel things. I wish I could like show people that I feel things, but I have to keep up this front of being a manly man. You know, I think that's why today is probably a little bit better for men that way because it's mm. totally fine if you want to access your feelings at these days. Yeah, yeah. Sammy's character, love him. He's so cute and he, like, tries to portray himself as this ladies' man, which 
He's not. No, he's not. Like, he's not even a successful ladies' man. He no, just puts it no. out there that he is. Yeah, so he puts it out there like he's this Mac daddy and he tries it on and, like, he even tries it on in the early parts of the movie with Julia. Yeah. And she sort of calls him on it and he tries it on with Holly and she sort of calls him on it. But then, and then there's a really kind of cute moment at the end where they rush to the airport because all this stuff's happened. Robbie, Robbie thinks, like, based on what Holly's said um, and probably also what Linda has said and other people have said to him, like, you can't, you got to start making money, you got to start doing this, you can't keep teaching old ladies singing lessons (laughs) for payment in meatballs, (laughs) like, um, you've actually got to start making money. So he, like, tries to go get this job in a bank, no experience at all, so he's (laughs) not going to get it. So he's, and then he sort of starts being a bit of an asshole to Julia because not being an asshole to her, but being an asshole because he sort of thinks because of what Holly has said that he needs to be this guy like Glenn, basically, to get someone like Julia because that's what Julia wants. So I'll sort of be an indirect asshole and be a bit cocky. Um, so then maybe she'll like me. Uh, this sort of then Julia starts going, what the heck's going on with him? And then starts having her own little like freak out. She's like, stuff it. I'm just going to marry. I'm just going to marry him. So they get on a plane to Las Vegas to get married. And Robbie's like, oh God, I got to stop her because he realizes that he really does love her very much. And he doesn't want her to, I think even at a minimum, even if they didn't end up together, he at least wants her to stop, not like wants to stop her from marrying Glenn. Yeah. So he obviously being paid in meatballs. <laughs> uh, we also got to mention that he hasn't actually been working weddings after having a very big wedding meltdown <laughs> at a performance at a wedding. He, so he's only doing bar mitzvahs. So yeah. <laughs> imagine there's not many bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs popping up. Yeah. So he's not rolling in the cash, as we know. Sammy pays for a flight pays for his tickets but he only has um there's only first class available so yep. sammy pays first class for him to get on this plane to las vegas to try stop julia and glenn from getting married and then holly's like oh my gosh sammy that's so sweet i can't believe it and then like there's this little moment between them and you're like oh that's really sweet so it was just sort of like this little moment where it's like hey don't be the cocky ladies man wearing the latest clothes and trying to be the cool guy just be a nice genuine sweet guy it's like, and then, training, it's like training a dog. It's like positive reinforcement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, throughout the movie, he tries to, like, make moves on different different girls and they all just backfire on him. Yeah. Like, there's even one scene where he's like, do you like what I'm, do you like my, my jacket? He's wearing a red jacket, a it's red like- leather jacket and yeah. one glove. Yeah, Michael Jackson style. Because Michael Jackson's thriller has obviously just come out. And and Robbie is just like, you look like an idiot. <laughs> but it's just this whole, like, got to wear the latest fashion, got to be this guy, got to be sort of smooth and suave and say stupid, inappropriate things to women because that's what's going to get the women, which yep. it's not. Yeah. I hope that um, I hope that his character arc continues after this movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah. He ends up with someone really sweet. Yeah. I do love that scene that you were talking about as well, where he's like, what are you talking about, Robbie? I just want someone to love, someone to hold me. 
Yeah, I know. It's like, it's all bullshit, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, that's right. Because that's, that's when I think they're in the pub and he gets really drunk. And, just, mm. and then, yeah, Robbie's just like, stuff it. I'm just going to live, just going to be like you. Yeah. He's like, be like, like me, it's shit. Get drunk every night and a different woman every night. Yeah. And he's like, don't, it's shit. I'm <laughs> yeah. lonely. Exactly. But I love the fact that even though we have this sort of macho relationship sort of situation, even though Robbie's not like that, so I guess he brings balance to the relationship, but, like, he's still really supportive and he's there for Robbie and he's, like, family to him. So they have yeah. actually a really lovely relationship, I think. They do. I do like that thing at the start as well where um, straight after the wedding they've got another another gig. So Sammy works as a limo driver, so he's involved in the wedding industry and then obviously Robbie's in the wedding band. And then they grew up together as well. So they're living in this, like, small town sort of thing and grew up together and worked within the same industry. So he's He's always at the weddings as well. Mm. He's like, come on, man, you got to pull yourself together. Like yeah. there's going to be a whole bunch of um, drunk bridesmaids at the, oh, at the yeah. wedding. And he's like, why would anyone want to marry me? I still live in my sister's basement, blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I'm not talking about someone wanting to marry you. I'm just talking about getting someone to play with your ding dong. <laughs> like, I just love that classic <laughs> thing like that males always do post breakup like just go sleep with someone else go to strip club you'll be fine you just got to do that to get over them and you'll be all good rather than validation feelings someone wants to sleep with me that's validation that I'm still okay don't don't talk about the feelings that you're feeling how you're feeling you know betrayed and abandoned and all of that stuff like you know don't try process any of it just Go sleep with someone else and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. We do have to make special mention of the aeroplane scene though. Oh, Billy Idol. Billy Idol as Billy Idol. I am convinced that Billy Idol is indeed a vampire. Um, because he looks exactly the same for like the last 30 years. He does not change. He's aged now. Has he? I haven't seen him lately. I follow him on Instagram. He has age now. Okay. All right. He's finally. officially like he's about to become grandpa for the second time. Okay. So he's not yeah. like Paul Rudd level vampire. No, no. <laughs> so I think part of it comes because, little side note here, not about the movie, about Billy Idol. Love Billy Idol. Big, yeah. big Billy fan. He had a really bad motorbike accident in his very, very young years, like just sort of when he was becoming famous and it messed up, like his face was pretty messed up. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he had to have a lot of like reconstructive surgery done. So I think that changed how he aged. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's why he has that sort of little lip. Yeah. You know, he does that little lip thing when he sings. I think that is actually partly because of like nerves and, and like he, part of his like half of his face was like pretty messed up so I don't think he has the same um nerves working the way that they would interesting yeah 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 I love that scene where he sort of facilitates Robbie serenading Julia in the plane and yeah it's great yeah and that song he wrote a song for her and like it's it's like the most beautiful perfect song about growing old together yeah and like sharing the remotes and doing all of that stuff and I'm just like (laughs) every time I I love it but if that was me I would just be so anxious so somebody singing at me in front of people like (laughs) I I could never be one of those people that gets like a big like 
elaborate public proposal or anything like that because I would literally just run because I just cannot <laughs> handle it. I can't I can't do that I can't do it at all <laughs> uh, I think I could okay. I think I could yeah. I'd be incredibly anxious but <laughs> I'd be all like oh my god I love you too <laughs> isn't it just- and then I'd be like oh my god it's Billy Idol <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's a quintessential end of movie and you know what we're there for it we're not yeah, going we to cynical about it in this movie yeah. we're going to allow it on this occasion we'll yeah yeah definitely. yeah so, so are they in where are they time? Robbie and Julia um, are definitely still together and I won't be told otherwise <laughs> I like to think that so throughout the movie they do like he helps plan the wedding I like to think that they have a wedding business together that's a great idea yeah isn't it isn't that great so he actually still does the wedding singing um and teaches music as well just for fun because he likes it and yeah I think they have a little a little wedding business together sounds good sounds good and I think they have a few kids and they just live a really simple suburban existence and totally love every second of it yeah yep and then they grow old together and share the remote they share the remote yeah 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 I think there's Sammy is having his character development still I think he's still got a little ways to go but I think that he's going to get there and he will end up finding somebody lovely who, and then he can just shed this macho persona and he can live a beautiful suburban existence too. And I can just see him like living next door to Julia and Robbie. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Linda. Linda, I think. Ends up with Glenn. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh my God. I never even thought about that. Yeah. I think she's learned a lot from this situation, but I think that she's got a ways to go before she actually changes her behavior. Uh, I think that she will, she'll just go on and live her life, I guess, and try new things. Because I think that, yeah, when you are in a relationship with someone from a very young age, you almost lose yourself sometimes. And she's now got that time in her life where she needs to go and find out who she is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When? Oh my God. Well, look, I don't want to be too dark and I'm not wishing anything on anyone, but it is the eighties and he is sleeping with a lot of people. So let's just yeah, let's just hope that he's not getting AIDS. Yeah. That or he rips a whole bunch of people off through mm-hmm. his stock and bonds and yeah, talking like Wolf of Wall Street sort of stuff. I can actually see him, yeah, like going to jail because he's done something super dodgy because he thinks he's untouchable. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he'll end up with some trophy wife, you know, on his arm that he just cheats on all the time. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, I think that he's not he's not going down a very good road as far as no, I No, no. Uh, even, even in the last scene that we see him in where he gets bloody pummeled by the biker who's like, don't you judge Billy Idol. Like, even <laughs> then, he still thinks, like, he's untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> like, he can literally see Julia, like, staring lovingly at Robbie and he's still like, no, she's mine. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are? And it's not even about the fact that it was because he loves Julia. It was like, no, that's my property. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You so know, I don't I don't have hopes for his ending. I, I, Holly. I think she's just having fun. I think she'll just. Like Sammy, she's still going through yeah. her. Yeah, I don't think yeah. she wants to settle down anytime soon. I think she wants no. to go out and have fun and she's not ready for all of that yet. I mean, how old do you think these people are? I mean, what are we talking? I reckon Robbie's probably late 20s, early 30s. But I feel like Julia's quite young. I think she's probably mid-20s, early 20s. They never really talked about how old they were. Yeah, they didn't. Um, I think Glenn's probably in his 30s. He looks older. 
but yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're all quite young. So, I mean, other than Robbie and Julia who do want to just sort of settle down and have that life together, I think everyone else is still in I feel like they I feel like they would have been in the in between 20 and 25. I know it seems like that sounds like a bit young, but mm-hmm. I think getting married younger was a bit more of a normal thing and given that they're like both Linda and Robbie and Glenn and Julia were like high school sweethearts by the sounds of it Hmm. so they probably you know had already been together for like five or six years yeah that's so yeah I'd say they were in their 20s to 25 Mm. yeah so yeah go on have fun enjoy the 80s Um, yeah stay safe (laughs) yeah that's it Thank you, everyone, um, for another podcast, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, and um, we are on Instagram and Facebook, so check us out. Please Please do. All right. Shoot, 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 shoot